Every three seconds, there's a new victim of identity theft. A criminal could be applying for loans in your name or even selling your personal info on the dark web. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock monitors your info and alerts you to potential identity threats. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but with LifeLock, it's easy to help protect yourself. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com aware. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiecka, bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiecka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiecka. Hello, dear friends, and welcome back to Mission Evolution Radio Show. I'm your host, Gwilda This hour, we'll be exploring removing the blocks to personal evolution. In order to evolve, one must embrace change. Embracing change requires mobility on all levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual or energetic. Throughout our lifetime, all of us have encountered events resulting in restrictions in each of these levels, effectively putting a ceiling on our ability to evolve. Are we defined by our damage? Are we pre- prevented from reaching our potential as a result of these restrictions? Or are there ways to clear the collective blocks and embrace the expansiveness of our true nature? Our guest this hour, Nancy Hyvarnan, may have some interesting information on clearing blocks and embracing our true design. With an extensive background in both Western medical field and alternative Eastern therapies, Nancy tends to her clients' stress blocks and pain with advanced energy healing and bodywork treatments. She's a Reiki master, Theta healing and advanced practitioner, instructor, spiritual accelerator practitioner, certified massage therapist, injury repair specialist, master hypnotherapist, and crystal viewing practitioner. Nancy is committed to addressing her clients' health in a truly holistic sense. Her website, roselighthealing.com. Nancy, thanks for joining us on Mission Evolution Radio Show. You're very welcome. I'm glad to be here. What's your background in Western medicine? I have a background in both clinic uh, settings and also pre-hospital emergency room care, ski patrol, and also all aspects of uh, internal medicine and uh Many, many different specialties. There are too many to name. But uh, essentially all of the um, post-emergency care and pre-hospital emergency care. So are you an RN? No, I have a background as a paramedic. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, Let's go over some of the alternative modalities you've trained in, um, as some of us may not be familiar with all of them. So let's start with theta healing. What is that? Theta healing is a way to release the negative beliefs or the blocks to 
the flow in your life. So when you have an experience that on some type of subconscious or unconscious level that you have made some type of conclusion or decision that results in a negative belief, uh, say that you, um, five years old, you're trying to learn how to ride a bike, you fall, skin your knee, and you make a decision that riding bikes is not a good thing, that you don't like riding bikes as a result of that experience. So we can go back to the origin of that trauma, pull out the trauma and on a, both a mental, emotional level and also on a physical level so that your body and mind can heal from that experience and you can release the fears of riding bikes, you can release the fear of being on a bike and et cetera. All of the all of the consequences that have happened from that incident, we can go in and heal and release and reverse it so that you can have the flow of of a positive experience of being able to ride a bike again. And you can apply that scenario to any type of uh, any type of incident or any type of experience or event in your life and any in any any category. What what's it based in? Um, based in, um, I'm not sure if I understand your question. Well, the theta healing, um, you know, what, where did it come from? Oh, where did it come from? The founder of theta healing had an experience where she had her own, uh, crisis of medical healing where she had, uh, developed a tumor in her, uh, leg, uh, her femur bone. And she had tried all of the holistic medicine um, treatments and she was trying um, Western medicine treatments and she was not getting success in releasing it. And she had at one point done some meditation work and she had done a meditation where she uh, went uh, and her, her focus was to connect up to her source. And so she went as high as possible as she could in her meditative um, state, connected with what she believed was her source of uh, her soul and did some healing work for herself at that point and she experienced a healing of this tumor in her leg. And then from that point on, she took the steps forward to um, finding out how did that happen she consulted experts. She uh, she went through a path of finding out how it happened, why it happened, and as she progressed further through it, it became um, evident that there was a way for her to teach other people how to do this. And so that's the basis of it. It's essentially based in a meditative process. So basically she um, built a modality from her own experience? Yes, and um, she also had experience of doing some healings with uh, with family members, uh, with trying the same method, and uh, and then from there, from there she was already a massage therapist herself, and from there she started to have clients who were would come to her and started uh, asking her for help with their problems, and so, so then she started so she started doing this uh, for other people, and then it just progressed from there. Have there been any formal studies done on the form? Uh, she has had uh, some quantum physics uh, science-based uh, evaluations done of what happens. Uh, she's been hooked up to electrode machines while she's doing this process, 
and they have documented the megahertz of the energy of what's happening when she does this meditative process and finds that when she's in this meditative process, she's in a theta brainwave. Hence, that's where the name theta healing came from. That's where the name came from. from. Yeah. Okay. So how about a spiritual accelerator practitioner? Um, It's a little bit similar. It's quite similar to the theta healing in which it is accessing that that plane of energy, that realm of energy. Um, the practitioner with spiritual accelerator is uh, is someone who did not. Also, it's the same source. She didn't train through anybody to learn how to do this. It was something that she found and accessed on her own, and then developed the practice. She she did this on herself through for herself for probably old five to ten years where she explored it was practicing with it and then was guided to uh, start doing this with other people and then it progressed from there into being guided to teach it to other people okay so same kind of thing are there any studies done on her work um i don't know if she's had any actual scientific studies done um other than there are a lot of scientific studies done through quantum healing uh Deepak Chopra talks a lot about the quantum healing effects of how energy healing works. And so um, it's, I, I don't know that she has felt compelled to need to have to do any um, science well, uh, experiments or any exploration in that way because there's already so much documentation of it. Uh, who is she, by the way? Uh, her name is Bonnie Saratori. Okay. And um, her background, she didn't have any particular training before this? Um, no, she was. Um, she had done some uh, background work in some alternative healing. Um, yet, I, as far as I am aware, she was not a an active practitioner at that time. Okay. And then, what's involved in? Be- I, I know what a hypnotist is, but what, what's involved in becoming a master hypnotist? Well, that's just a matter of different, more levels of training. Um, and that just means that uh, it's like any modality has beginner level, intermediate level, and, you know, higher levels, so that it's a matter of uh, practicing more uh, hours, and um, it's uh, sometimes it's a matter of how many uh, books of other um, practitioners that you're reading that are experts in the field and those kinds of things. And... Uh, so master hypnotist essentially means that you get to a level where you're positioned to be able to teach it to others. So is, is there a particular school that you went to for this? I did. Uh, I went through two schools. Uh, I did one in Minneapolis, and I did one on, in California on the East Coast, uh, the, the Advanced uh, Dynamics, Advanced Neurodynamics is the school that I went through for that, yes. Are you a member of the Hypnosis Guild? I am not anymore. I di- I was for many many years, yet I because of the discovery of the theta healing and the spiritual accelerator uh, work I've done, I actually have left behind the hypnotherapy uh, work as part of my practice. It has evolved because what I am able to do for people and with people with the theta healing and the spiritual accelerator um, uh, methods, the 
hypnotherapy is a much slower method because you have to access the unconscious mind through the person's conscious mind. And so what I used to do with hypnotherapy that would take two to three hours, I can do in probably 30 to 45 minutes with Theta Healing or the Spiritual Accelerator Method. Oh, that's very interesting. So you don't use hypnotherapy in your practice anymore? No, I don't. I um, if someone if someone contacted me and actually really wanted to do the hypnotherapy, I am able to still do that with them. It's just that I normally would suggest that for what we can do in the amount of time and right. I'm sorry, things. we're going to have to take a commercial break. Nancy and I will return shortly, so don't go away. You're listening to the Mission Evolution Radio Show, coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network www.xzbn.net Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on TV plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. 
To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. To stay abreast of all the wonderful information and tools we have to offer, visit our website, missionevolution.org. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka, and our guest this hour is Nancy Hyverman. Her website, roselighthealing.com. Uh, Nancy, I have one more thing that, uh, that's on your docket here that I'm not familiar with, and that's crystal viewing. What's that? Oh, yes, that is something that I heard of through the Theta Healing process, and that is a way to do past life regression through a crystal grid. And so that's essentially, uh, it's been very scientifically documented that crystals are able to create a, uh, a vibrational frequency that helps to uh, allow the mind or, or the subconscious mind to access different um, different areas of the brain and different vibrational frequencies. And so crystal viewing is one of those methods that is able to accelerate the process of hypnotherapy. So uh, what used to take 45 minutes of an induction to take someone through a normal hypnotherapy process, with crystal viewing you can take them through that induction process in 8 to, eight to 10 minutes. So it's well, a much, it appears- quicker, and much quicker way to do it. It appears to me that uh, hypnotherapy has been around for a lot of years, and there's a lot of checks and balances in it. Uh, are you sure these shortcuts aren't um, aborting some of those necessary checks and balances? Uh, I don't feel that they do. Um, the processes that have uh, that have developed over time are have been have been tested and tested and tested for many many years. Uh, so the crystal viewing and T- the, tested uh, by whom? I'm sorry, tested by whom? Well, the the crystal viewing actually comes from uh, the same source as the theta healing, and so those were looked at in the same way as the the theta healing was. Uh, the crystal viewing is something that crystal grids is something that's been documented for a very long time through quantum physics. And so they've known about the ability for this to happen with crystals and crystal grids. And the evolution of our humanity through these dimensions, that we've been in the third dimension, we're moving into the fourth dimensional frequency, with those um, transfers into the higher levels of dimensions, we're able to do things at quicker rates, at... Uh, faster paces, so to speak, and so just everything everything is evolving, and so we're able to evolve our practices and accelerate them through um, the same as the dimensions are accelerating into well, each their of these, faster frequencies. Each of these practices are very similar to the ancient, ancient art of shamanism. Um, it's been around since forever, uh, so how, how is this new? How is this evolving? Well, the, the practices of the, the actual work itself of what's happening and transforming for someone isn't new. It's the method has evolved. 
the methods of how it's done has evolved. So shamans uh, in the ancient days were taught uh, a method of essentially taking their awareness or their consciousness out of their own mind and body and going over into someone else's mind and body, going into their their field, the physical field, mental, emotional field, and finding and discovering whatever the negativity or the disease or the problem was in that person, they would uh, gather that energy, pull it out of that person, and bring it over and bring it into their own body and then transform. They learned a process of how to transform that energy or transmute it. And that was an old style, a way of dealing with energy healing. And that's a method that's not taught anymore. I think it's taught quite a bit, <laughs> actually. There's quite a bit of shaman being taught right now. Well, you speak- the, 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 the practice of shamanism is still alive and, and thriving, yes. I, I'm, not aware, I'm, I don't, I'm not aware of shamans that are being taught to, to bring the energy into their own body anymore. They're being taught a different method of how to transform and transmute the energy. You speak of healing the energy field. What exactly is the energy field? Well, the energy field consists of your chakras, uh, the chakras that are uh, located inside the physical body. It also uh, contains the auric field that's around the body. You've probably heard of the aura or the aura layers. Uh, that's, a, that's an entire energy system that works with each other. That sounds pretty ancient, too. It is. Um, there's uh, been researchers who have found documentation of cultures who have documented this knowledge that they were aware of the of the energy field and the energy system that humans had. So why does the energy field need healing? Well, there are a lot of things that can stress and throw off the balance of the energy field, and one of them can be the physical body. And one of them can be outside environmental factors. That the outside environmental factors can be other people, or it can be circumstances that are happening around any particular person. So we react to our environment through our energy field, and that can affect our physical body. And those two systems can affect each other with those imbalances to create. Um, problems, physical diseases, and create um, imbalances in our mental well-being with negative thought processes and negative beliefs. So where does illness begin, in the, in the physical or in, in the uh, energetic field? Well, it's possible for them to start in both realms or both areas with when you've got uh, contact with a substance in the environment, say you come in contact with asbestos or some type of other um, uh, substance that is not conducive to the human body, you can start the process of imbalance and disruption in the physical body. Uh, Yet when you have, uh, like I mentioned before, with the trauma that you experience um, that's in the physical sense, it can transform into the energy field in, in a negative thought process or, or something that you uh, create in your mental mind as a decision. So, uh, yet there's also uh, processes that can start in the energy field because we're out and about in our environment interacting with other people and sometimes our energy field can pick up on 
negativity that we um, come in contact with around other people. And we can absorb some of that or take some of it in to our energy field, and that can come in through our energy field and then come in through our physical body. So what is this mysterious negativity? Well, and, and I, I would say negativity in quotes, quote-unquote negativity, um, as it's, it's just a matter of a, a label. So energy is essentially just energy. And it's essentially a matter of whether it's a high vibrational energy or a low vibrational energy. And so we kind of tend to, in the energy field, um, talk about low vibrational energy as a more negative energy. That's something that we are not wanting to attract to us versus a high vibrational energy, which we more call a positive energy. And that's what we're, that's what we want to uh, attract towards us as positive energy or high vibrational energy. But you know, isn't there a, uh, isn't it more a question of balance? Because if you go too high vibrational in energy, you end up in radiation that's damaging. If you go too low, there's a frequency below which you can't maintain physical health. So isn't it a little limiting to think of high as good and low as bad? Well, yes. Of course, there's balance in everything. And we are designed to be in balance. It's just like the pH of your body. You don't want a high alkaline versus a low uh, acidity uh, levels of your pH. And so, yes, there is a point of balance. And then it's a matter of where the tipping point is of where you go either too low or to the higher realms of um, of where your body and energy field are best at functioning. And so, yes, um, there, there, there is a... Um, there is a balance that's needed in everything. Uh, everything in the universe is designed around balance. Yes. How can you tell there's a problem in the energy field? I mean, how do you diagnose this stuff? Well, there's a lot of different methods that are taught through uh, different uh, ways. Um, essentially, there some of them are visual, some of them are with knowing, some of them are with uh, auditory. Some of them are with all, all of them together. And so different methods of energy healing have different ways of sensing or detecting the disturbances or the uh, quote-unquote problems that um, are developed in, a, in an, the energy field, whether it's in the chakras or in the auric field. And that would be a really long list of things to go through to describe. Um, but they all... And I don't, I don't know every method of every uh, energy healing method. Of how but, they, to, um, but they sound subjective. It's like, you know, if you um, go to a medical doctor, you get labs, you, you run them through the tests. But this sounds like it's subjective to the practitioner. Um, well, all practitioners learn a method through um, the training that they've gone through. And so the method itself has a essential, um, pretty much a protocol of what is, um, of, of how that is being done. There are some energy healing methods that are not based on diagnosis or on um, on what is found, some of them are based on the ability to channel uh, positive energy and the energy, the positive energy will flow through the energy field and the body of the person in the way that it is meant to um, be flowing and to be accepted. So with well, some- it's, ti- it's time for another short pause. We'll pick up on this subject on the other side. Nancy and I will return to our discussion, so you stay right there. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show. 
We're coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, bringing leading-edge information supporting the path to enlightenment. 
Don't miss all the wonderful things we have to offer on our website, missionevolution.org. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. We're speaking with Nancy Hyberman. Her website, roselighthealing.com. Nancy, we were talking about how, um, um, I think when we left off, you were talking about how the good energy is passed through the practitioner um, in order to heal the client. That, again, sounds like the practitioner is the tool. How can we be sure that we're carrying the good energy and don't have our own issues that we're also passing on to the client? Well, the... um the actual healing is being done with the energy, not the practitioner's energy. It's the energy that's healing is universal energy that is coming from our source or coming from the universal energy that's around us. So our human body, our physical body, runs on the universal energy that's around us. Our electrical conduction system of our heart runs off of that energy field and allows your body to function always through your heart and brain and et cetera of all of these electrical conductions that our body picks up. And the energy field is the conduit of bringing that universal energy from around us and brings that into our body. That's what the chakra system does. It brings that universal energy into our physical body so that it can be utilized by our physical body. Yes, but the light, the light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. So if we have restrictions, aren't we restricting the energy that moves through us? Not necessarily. Um, the energy itself is the energy itself is coming through the universal energy, and the it does not come from the practitioner. Um, as long as the practitioner has been trained properly. Uh, that is a situation that should not happen. So practitioners are trained to not, they do not guide their own energy to the client. They're guiding and they are merely the conduit of the universal energy that they are guiding through, through them. Well, what prevents this universal energy from moving through the chakric system of the client and healing themselves? There that it is able to. There are many people who have achieved self-healing by doing their own healing. Um, some, most people are not aware of how to do that. Um, most people are not aware of how to do that, and most people would need to take some training or some classes uh, to be able to do that, yet everyone is able to learn how to do energy healing themselves. You do not have to go to a practitioner to, to receive energy healing. And so it, depends what, on the, it depends on the method, too, of what you're talking about. Some methods uh, take a little less training than others as far as how to learn how to do them. So where do people get this training, and what are the qualifications uh, of the trainers? Uh, well, the training is available virtually everywhere now. Um, it depends on the method of what you're talking about um, as far as their, you know, Qigong or Tai Chi or Reiki or healing touch or any of those kinds of methods, there are practitioner uh, teachers all over the place uh, that, are, uh, that you're able to find on the Internet as far as if you do some searching. And it depends on the methodology as to whether or not they have uh, their own association or their own governing body of, of how they govern that method of healing. Most, most states... Um, in the United States, at least, uh, there's variances on whether or not there's an overseeing uh, governmental body that oversees 
alternative healing methods and and their teaching methods and whether they're accredited or not accredited. And so there's a lot of differences from state to state on, on what legally is in place. Yet um, it's a matter of certainly checking on someone's experience and and where they took their training from and just doing some investigation work to to determine whether or not that's a right path for you um, to learn how to do this, any particular healing method. Well, it would appear that a lot of these newer healing methods don't have the tried and true um, um, track record, if you will. And there's more and more new ones coming out that I don't know how, how based they are in um, um, something that works, in something that's you know, stood this test of time, something that's had studies done on it. What do you recommend for a person to tell the, somebody's great idea from something that really works? Well, the first thing that tells you whether it works or not is if you try it yourself um, and have an experience of it that is the most um, close-to-home way to know whether or not it's something that feels valid to you or not. Um, most energy healing methods have come from or evolved from another method prior to it, and that prior method is usually coming and evolving from another method prior to it. So it's like most anything that as as we get better at something, the method evolves and or it can be devolving. It can be getting watered down because we're taking shortcuts. Well, it's not about uh, um, evolution. Is not necessarily about shortcuts. Evolution is about a, an easier way to do the method or an easier way to get the result. And so, it's 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 a matter of whether or not you're in the belief system that a quote unquote shortcut means something that's negative or less than. And in my world, that's not necessarily the case. I, I, don't, I don't have that belief system that having something that works in an easier flow in a shorter time period and with faster results, that to me is not a negative shortcut. How do you measure results? Uh, well, the results um, are physical results can be documented by doing lab and x-ray and et cetera through the Western medicine field through um, alternative healing um, that are that's not that's not physical it's essentially going to be subjective and left up to the client or the person receiving the healing to determine whether or not it worked uh, based on what they feel based on their experience of how their life changes based on experience of how they so you speak of removing blocks or restrictions where do these blocks come from when we refer to quote-unquote blocks or restrictions, we're talking about the things that impede the, uh, the flow of energy in your energy field or in your physical body. And if you've heard of, if you've heard of meridians, the Eastern uh, method, the Eastern or Chinese method of meridians is something that they acknowledge is a pathway of energy that flows through the body. And so anything stress, uh, negative beliefs or any type of physical impediment like uh, a tumor growth can impede the energy flow in the body. And those are blockages that we, uh, that's what we call blockages. Now, uh, these, this energy flow, can it be measured? Uh, I believe that it has been measured through quantum uh, physics and it's 
uh, like I mentioned um, before, with some of the scientific methods that have been done through uh, electrodes and with the brain electrodes and with different types of measuring devices, they have measured the energy frequencies of the of the vibrations coming from the physical body and from the energy field. Um, uh, in, in the Eastern medicine, they use these meridians in the block of Kyo or Jitsu. Um, in other words, you know, overexcited or underexcited to uh, diagnose, don't they? Yes, they do. The, they've got many methods for diagnosing, and they, I'm, not, uh, I'm not an expert or real well-versed in the Chinese method, um, but they use the elements of the five, the five elements as part of their diagnosing, and there's different symptoms that go with each of the five elements that tell them when there's an imbalance, when there's too much fire or too much water, uh, too much of anything or not enough of something that creates an imbalance. Um, Got it. Back, back to balance. Um, you've mentioned several times quantum studies being done. Where are these done? What, what exactly is a quantum study? Well, um, I'm, I don't have a list of, the, uh, of all of the studies that have been done or the places, but I, um, there's many universities and many uh, institutes that have done uh, studies with quantum physics. There's um, an awful lot of, I, I, I think if you were talking to Deepak, uh, Deepak Chopra, he'd be able to give you a, quite a, an extensive list. Um, I don't have that uh, in front of me to refer to, yet uh, I know my... Um, I've had instructors that have referred to this. I've read this through um, uh, material that I've read. And, um, and so, uh, like I say, I, I don't have any specific ones that I can name for you um, without looking it up for you on the Internet and, and through my methods of my, uh, my curriculum. What is a quantum study? How does it compare with normal scientific study? Well, I am not a scientist, so I would not be able to answer that question for you, actually. Um, I do not know the difference of, uh, of how they conduct their, what, are the, what the parameters are of how they conduct their studies. Uh, that's not in my knowledge base of, of uh, science and experiments. So how can you quote them if, if, if they aren't real for you? I, I don't understand how this validates anything. Well, I trust that the experts that are in the uh, science field are doing their work that they know and have been trained how to do, and I trust the uh, instructors that I have taken my training through that have uh, referenced these sources. And um, Well, it's time for another quick break. Nancy and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xedbn.net. heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand. 
worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Welcome back. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, bringing gift- together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. I always love to hear from my listeners. Email me at info at missionevolution.org evolu- mission and suggest a topic or guest. I'm sure we'll all enjoy them. Our guest this hour is Nancy Heiderman. Her website, roselighthealing.com. Nancy, we were talking about blocks, and um, would you explain to me how these blocks prevent us from evolving? Well, when we have something that's stopping the flow of energy in our physical or energy field, that affects us on all levels of our being. Uh, It affects us physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And through the aspect of our soul, that causes a problem in that if we've got a negative belief about 
something that's happening in our life and we're getting stuck in it, then that is something that is uh, stopping our evolution of our soul um, in what its agenda is or what its pathway is, I should say, in what it's wanting to achieve in, in any particular lifetime. And so um, hopefully I've answered the question. I'm, maybe you can clarify if, if I've answered that well enough for you. Um, well, belief. How, how, what's the power of belief that it can block us? Well, uh, it, it, we, we know that belief systems can change things in a drastic way, both physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. We know that people can change their belief about something and have an instantaneous result. And uh, most people have experienced this themselves, and um, this is another one of those things that, that they have done documentation of and experiments with to... Um, to to um, show that when someone changes their thinking, they change their life. When you change your thought, you change your, your way of thinking or your attitudes or beliefs, you change the result of what's happening in your life. You change your experience. Um, Dr. Wayne D Dwyer was a very um, um, avid expert in that realm of, of experience. When, uh, when you change your thoughts or belief or change how you... Um, how you approach a problem or how you uh, experience or react to a problem, then you are changing your experience. So do any of the modalities that you employ help you to help a person find where their beliefs are limiting them? Yes. Might I know which ones and how they work? Oh. Well, essentially, um, it depends on whether you're talking on a conscious level or on an unconscious level. So on a conscious level, both the Theta Healing and the Spiritual Accelerator uh, practice, those do this on a, on, a, on a conscious level. So does the crystal viewing and hypnotherapy because that is something you're consciously aware of when you come upon the problem or come upon the blockage and what, how it's affecting your life. Then you have a conscious knowing of it. On an unconscious level, there are methods like Reiki or um, Tai Chi or um, healing touch, those kinds of things. Those are, are on an unconscious level where it's happening without you having to have a conscious process of it. Yet you, when you have the healing work done and afterwards you will feel different, you will often um, feel as though you're thinking differently, you'll notice a change in how you feel and how you think. And so that's an unconscious uh, example of how a change will happen on a passive level. So you don't necessarily have to know what it is. It's like you don't have to go through the garbage before you take it out? Exactly. You don't have to necessarily know every single item. You don't necessarily have to know every single issue. And you don't need to relive the trauma in order to release the trauma if there is one, if there's one present. And so... Um, that's one of the advantages to energy healing work versus uh, sometimes uh, talk therapy or counseling. Um, there are some methods of traditional therapy that will take you through the trauma and want and have you relive it to desensitize to it. And with uh, most, I'm not going to speak for every energy healing method, but for most of the ones that I am aware of, it isn't necessary to have to walk through the trauma in order to release it. 
I've seen cases, quite a few cases actually, where the energy can release the trauma, but then the person kind of revisits it slightly on the way out. Is that the case? And what's the difference? Um, there's a difference between having a conscious awareness that a trauma happened and actually having to be in the energy of the trauma. So um, being in the trauma and being in the present moment of how it feels, of, of the emotions that you're feeling, of having to be really in the, you know, so to speak, the adrenaline mode of what's happening to you, that's different than actually just having, seeing, it's like, um, it's a difference of being in a car accident and actually experiencing it and being in the middle of the car accident versus you're driving by a car accident and you see it off to the side of the road and you're able to drive by it without having to experience it. You just see it off in the distance. Have you found... Have you found that uh, sometimes energy healing will bring memory to the surface that has been heretofore uh, unavailable for people? Yes, it is possible for old um, buried memories to surface. And the general consensus of most energy healing practitioners is that your unconscious mind, which is where you store all of your memories, whether you are conscious of them or or remember them or not, your unconscious mind has the intelligence to surface uh, old memories that are ready to be released. And this is essentially a, a process that works with your higher self and when you're when you're ready to release uh, something that's old that you were either consciously or unconsciously aware of, and it will uh, surface, and your unconscious mind will release it. It seems like in some extreme cases it might be somewhat overwhelming. Do you have a referral base for this? Um, I'm not sure what you mean by a referral. Well, say, for instance, if someone is is confronted with a memory that's pretty intimidating for them, do you have a psychotherapist or a psychologist that you refer out to that understands your work? Uh, Yes, that is always a system that is available to the client if they feel that they do need some uh, of that style of methodology to um, deal with it if if that's required. It depends on the situation. It depends on the client and what they are seeking or wanting to do. Uh, it's essentially uh, a matter of having all methods of healing available for the client to access so that they can choose what's the best path for them. As do you, a, have, as a pra- do you as have any a red flags to tell you that your, your client is getting overwhelmed and that you need to recommend a referral? Uh, yes, uh, there are obvious red flags of emotional, if there's an emotional response, um, obviously, uh, the, the degree of the emotional response is usually what's going to tell someone it's both what the practitioner is seeing, um, the client experiencing, and it's also, uh, having a dialogue and a communication with the client as to what they're experiencing and how they are feeling about it, and whether they feel that they need to access another methodology to help them with the issue. What do you see as the future of energy healing as it relates to allopathic medicine? Well, the the realm of energy healing is expanding and becoming more and more well-known. It's just how chiropractic used to be. Um, it's it's evolved and people have gotten to know it and know that it's a safe method to 
to access healing and it's becoming more of many methods are becoming more and more of a household word and people are becoming more and more conscious and aware of it as time goes on so it's it's becoming it's becoming a much more accessible way to achieve some healing and how how would a person find a reliable practitioner? It seems like so many people are like yourself. They've taken this, they've taken that, they've taken the next thing and really developed their own style. How can you tell the good, the bad from the ugly? Well, it's like anything. You can, you can check someone's credentials. You can check their training. You can check. It's the same thing process if you're going to access a medical doctor. What's the process that you go through to check, is this the right doctor for me? You check their credentials. You check where they come from, what their methodology and what their expertise is. You can talk to people who've been their clients or their patients and um, get word-of-mouth referrals. And um, beyond that, it's a matter of having a discussion with the practitioner and having a conversation, maybe even if you're not sure, have a discussion prior to the appointment and prior to the work being done and just find out what you need to know um, for your comfort level. Is this a yes or is this a no? Is this Maybe it's the right method, but maybe it's not the right practitioner. And so um, there's a lot of discernment for the, the client to um, to go through for their own process of what makes them feel comfortable that they've got the right person. We've got about 30 seconds left here. What do you feel about regulation on the esoteric arts? I feel that there should be regulation. I feel that there should be a process that is uh, in place for, um, for a baseline um, to operate from. And that's a challenge because you've it got a lot a of It is a challenge. Effort. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Nancy, thanks so much for coming on the show. Our guest this hour has been Nancy Heiberman, who specializes in addressing health holistically. Her website, roselighthealing.com. Remember to join our email family to stay abreast of all the exciting new things we have coming up at missionevolution.org. This has been Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiecka on the Exxon Broadcast Network www.xzbn.net. Join us next time as the mission continues, bringing resources and support to an evolving world. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com.
Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.